Welcome to this presentation from the Downey Seventh-day Adventist Church. We are located in the greater Los Angeles area at 9820 Lakewood Boulevard in Downey, California. We would love to have you worship with us any Saturday you are in our area. Today's message is the parable of the lost coin. Now, here's Pastor Chris. Good morning, everybody. How are y'all doing? Awesome. So glad to be here today. Before I forget, um, is Dolores here by any chance? Okay. For those of you who don't know, Dolores called me yesterday, and unfortunately, um, she told me that her daughter, Teresa, had passed away on Wednesday. So before we begin, I want to have a word of prayer with you. Is that okay? Okay. Father in heaven, Lord, today, uh, we just want to pause before we begin the message. Lord, we want to pray for our dear sister Dolores, who's lost uh, her child. Lord, we pray not only for her, but for her family and the loved ones that you, Lord, will grant them wisdom, strength, courage, but also, Lord, above all, may you grant them peace and joy during this time. And that, Lord, as well, may we as a church, as a church family, be able to be there uh, for them. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, I'm not going to lie. Out of the 13 or 14 years I've been a pastor, this is the first time I've ever been on a platform where I didn't have a tie or a bow tie on. I'm feeling incomplete. But you know what? I'm so grateful that um, despite the fact God still loves me and I'm grateful to be here, and uh, it's not a matter of what I wear, but the fact that I'm here to serve and to lead, uh, to learn about the Lord. Amen? So, um, this is, I, I will say though, it's going to be hot, so I'm very grateful. Man, there's nothing worse than having to preach, and lately my shirts have been a little tighter than usual, and uh, it's made breathing a little harder, but um, it's good to be here. So, let's begin. Father, as we now turn to uh, our sermon, as we talk about the parable of the lost coin, Lord, uh, above all, Lord, may it challenge us. Provoke us, and Lord, help us to learn and to take away something that we can apply to our lives uh, practically, and that it may be better equipped to serve you. In Jesus' name, amen. In 2003, uh, Disney Pictures, or Pixar, I should say, came out with a, a wonderful movie called Finding Nemo. Right? I'm sure most of you have probably uh, seen this movie or have heard of it. But then there was a follow-up in 2016, which out of the two I prefer, actually, is that of Finding Dory. And those of you who perhaps don't know about who Dory is, is Dory is a blue fish that suffers from short-term memory loss. She can't remember anything uh, very much that goes far back. Some things, though, she can count, apparently, and she knows certain, uh, certain things, but in terms of her memory, short-term lost memory. And so as a young little fish, she was with her parents, and then all of a sudden, she got lost. And for a number of years, she was lost. She finally met Marlin and Nemo, and they had their first adventure in the first movie. But in the second adventure, she, uh, she's, uh, she's in a situation where she all, all of a sudden, a memory is jogged back into her, her mind, and she realizes she remembers who her mother was. And it was there that in her heart, because she didn't know where she came from, all she knew was she was named Dory. 
instantly in her heart she wanted to find her parents. And so she's with her group, Marlon and Nemo, and they kind of dissuade, especially Marlon's like, hey, what what are you thinking? You don't want to go beyond the deep, right? The drop-off. Eventually, she convinces them to go on this journey, and eventually they go to Morro Bay where there's this huge aquarium, and they know she knows that she is close, and through uh, another hour and a half of, of soul-searching, she finally, after much tri- uh, tribulation and a series of unfortunate events, she finally finds her parents. And the beautiful story, too, is that she finds them by following these seashells that her parents had taught her to, uh, to, go, uh, to set up seashells going to their home. And when she found these seashells, she finally, when she sees her mom and dad, she's kind of timid, she's not sure, and then she realizes them. And then when they finally see her, they can see Dory. They run and they grab and they embrace her. And there is much rejoicing. Much like today in today's passage, we find Jesus, again, standing up in many respects for the outcasts. Where did I put? Today we're going to talk about the lost and the found. In chapter 15, last week, we talked about the parable of the lost sheep, where Jesus asks the Pharisees, because uh, the Pharisees had mentioned this comment that Jesus, he sits down with tax collectors and sinners. And Jesus asks a question, if you having a sheep, a hundred sheep, one of them is lost, will you not go and find them? And then Jesus starts with another parable, and that of the parable of the lost, uh, lost coin. And so here in chapter 15, Jesus is standing up in in many ways for the social outcasts. And here he tells the story of a woman who back in Jesus' time, it would have been unheard of for Jesus to to mention a parable. But here we go. Let's let's get into the, uh, the passage. Let's read together. Or if you have your... Um, I'm sorry. Let's go. Or suppose a woman has ten silver what? And doesn't she light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me. I have found my lost coin. In the same way, I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Very short parable and very similar to the last one, that of the lost sheep. There's a couple things to, to notice. Well, why, why is this woman so determined to find this coin? Because this coin has meaning to her. It could be a monetary thing. A coin at that point was probably roughly worth about a day, whole day's wages. That's it's a good sum of money. But it's also highly likely that it was probably part of her headdress or maybe even a dowry. And yet, when we compare to the last parable, there was 100 sheep, and how many were lost? One. One. In this story, there are 10 coins, and how many are lost? One. 
100 versus uh, 10, 1 equals 10%. And so, in many respects, value is increased. And more than likely, so, more than likely, this coin has a lot of value. And secondly, as I pointed out, the value is increased. 1% versus 10%. This woman, she most likely lived in a village and probably didn't have much. And as I pointed out earlier, the coin could have been uh, used as a wedding headdress. And it's like many, uh, so ladies, perhaps maybe you're, you're wearing a, an engagement or a wedding band, and you have the diamond on that ring. Imagine if you lost the diamond to that ring. You would probably be taking a flashlight, and you'd be going and you'd be searching in the couch underneath all the furniture trying to find that diamond because it was worth something to you, right? There could be a financial incentive, but more than likely as well, it has special meaning because it is your wedding band, right? And yet, interestingly enough as well, now this woman doesn't have to go out into the wilderness like the shepherd last time, but it's, it's confined to this house. It's got to be somewhere in this house. However, in this house, more than likely as well, there wasn't much good lighting, so she had to use a lamp. And she would have to go all over the earthen floor, most likely did not have concrete or linoleum or tile. So finally, she takes a broom and she starts to sweep, hoping that by sweeping, she can hear the metallic clink of the coin. This coin means so much to her. She is so intent on trying to find this coin. And yet what we find as well, when she finally finds it, sorry, when she finds this coin, when she finds it, it's not like, okay, I just found it and she's going to put it in her wallet. She rejoices so much so she goes to her friends and she goes to her family. She says, I found my coin. This coin means so much to me and all together they rejoice. And much like we find the coin, we can equate to is that a coin can also be that of a sinner as well who comes back to God. And much like the shepherd as well, the woman is determined, just like our God, to seek and to find all those who are lost. Amen? Much rejoicing. Much rejoicing. The question that we have to sometimes ask too, are we as faithful and diligent in allowing God to lead us as well in mission and in life? Are we as faithful as this woman as well who repeatedly went all over her house to find this coin? Sometimes in life, things happen. Maybe you uh, make a mistake or you feel like you're unworthy. And you allow that mistake to set a precedent for your future. And it's derailed you. And you feel like either I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy enough. How can God want me to be a part 
of his church or why I'm, I've done so much wrong, I don't feel worthy. And ultimately is the fact that God, in his grace, in his love, gives us an opportunity to start over. Amen? Amen. Your life story is not finished. You can make a change. You can learn from the past to make better choices and moving forward and be part of the work of God. Amen? And just like this woman who who goes and faithfully, faithfully sweeps. I don't know if this is going to allow me to. I didn't check it beforehand. Nope, it's not going to. I went into my garage today and I found this broom. It's an industrial size broom because the bristles are extra firm. But imagine this. Imagine the bristles are that of God. The bristles are the main, uh, the most important part of this broom, right? Because without the bristles, you can't really sweep much. You can try to sweep, but you're not going to be very effective, right? But when we have the bristles and we sweep, this is the most important part. And let's say we imagine that God is this head of bristles. And God can sweep, yes. But how much more effective when combined with the handle? And being able to move forward where now the handle used as an instrument God calls us to ministry and God tells us to pick up the broom so that God can start to sweep and to find those who are lost. How much more effective can God's work be done? Amen? Brooms. Really? They don't really have... uh, When you think of brooms, you don't really think very highly, but... They're very helpful, right? Especially if you have a dirty floor. You got dust, you got dirt. Maybe you knocked over the potted plant when you were a kid and you had to run and get the broom to sweep all of the dirt and the sod up. What seems like such a simple instrument can be so powerful that when we look at it, it can be a life-saving measure. Amen? Today is not a long sermon, but I hope that this image, whenever you see this broom, whenever you see a broom in your home or wherever you go in life, may be a reminder that it is God who is looking, who is searching, who is sweeping. And how much more effective could it be that we as God's children and God's instruments together, working together for the glory of God, we take up the broom handle and we do our part to help the Lord in helping to sweep and find those lost valuable coins that are here on earth. I pray that we work together as one to move forward, taking the broom handle and sweeping, and in faith, God will be effective in bringing people to this church. I can already see God moving because I've met people who have visited here who truly want to learn about God. 
And as well, when I got here and I looked back, I was a little disheartened. Man, I don't see a lot of people. But yet I also see now that our sanctuary, last week, we had over 140 people. That's the most I'd ever seen in the sanctuary together since I've gotten here. The Lord is moving in this building. May we work together in faith to share the good news. And may we be always ready to be a blessing to others. Father in heaven, Lord, You've called us to be your instruments. And God as well, much like the faithful woman who searches so diligently, Lord, for her lost coin. We all have been a lost coin at some point, but we have been found and we have been saved. Lord, there are many others as well out there, many missing coins who need to be found. So God, help us. Every day, may we be ready to share the story of how you intervened in our life and to you, Lord, always be ready and open to be a blessing to others. Help us, Lord, in all that we do. Be with, Lord, those who are sick, who are feeling burdened. May we find relief. And that above all, Lord, may you work in our lives, shape and mold us. In Jesus' name, amen. Grace and peace. We hope you have been blessed by this message from the Downey Seventh-day Adventist Church. You can find more messages at www.downeychurch.org. God bless.